Hey, group chat. I know y'all see my text. There's tea to be spilled. Each week, we're bringing you our unfiltered take on culture, news, dating, and our lives as Black millennial women. We're coming to y'all with the honesty and eye rolls that only a text chain with your girls can. This is Black Girls Texting with Chelsea, Glenn, and Shade. Welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Texting. It's early morning. A bitch is still in the bed. And her <laughs> name is Shade. Who am I joined by? It's Glenn, and I don't have on any pants. And I'm under a blanket because it's early morning. Okay. <laughs> And Charles Pinky here in my Canal Street hat. I was saying, I was just thinking that hat was looking cute. Canal Street. I was having a bad hair day. I thought you were going to say I was thinking the hat was looking Canal Street and I was going to be like, no, 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 no. Glenn, that's not nice. No, 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 no. Well, oh my God. So you pulled the trigger. Yeah, man. I just, so (laughs) I am so upset right now. My nail appointment got canceled because my nail tech is quote-unquote sick and I've had these nails for five weeks now why is she quote-unquote sick and now I can't even do my hair because every time I touch my hair hair is ripping out of my head because Uh it's getting caught in this fucking nails so I'm afraid to touch my hair it's just it's not great girl oh damn right after the nerve to have them black right after this I'm out to the salon you found a place in Mexico yeah. Oh, good. Cool. And I'm also going to try and get my lashes done today. So hopefully they can do both. Look at that. Mm-hmm. All right, girls. All right. What are we leaving on red and replying to? On red or replying? I can kick it off unless. Oh, no. Nope. Go ahead, Go Josie. No. Nope. Oh, 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 okay. I am quickly just going to leave on red my poor money management. Like, <laughs> it's so, so bad. It's so terrible. I budgeted, granted, I don't think I budgeted enough for this trip because I wasn't thinking of like trips I would take within the trip. So that I kind of fucked up. Um, And I'm just like shopping because I'm like, it's one of a kind. I'm in Mexico. (laughs) I need it. And I'm, uh, it's just really bad. I I told myself 30 would be my year, but you know what? It could be my year. But more of like 2023 than 2022. Because I'm 30 till August. So I still have some more time to to, to fuck around. That's right. How be a silly 20 something. Yep. That's how I'm validating it. And then come August 12th, I'm going to be like, oh, it all stops. She's a wise bitch now. That's what <laughs> I'm telling myself. If anyone has any advice. No, honestly, I won't take it. I know <laughs> what I need to do. I need to stop spending outside of my means. But <laughs> What are means, you know? What, do you mean, what are means? What are means? Means are, are things. You, you have them. Uh, it's very, you guys know, then I go term. existential crisis and I'm well, like. it's like, well, we're all going to die anyway. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. One of my friends rather... said he was going to gift his children with, with his student loans. <laughs> 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 like, here you go. I got something for you to inherit. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I honestly, like, I rather have these experiences on, I know I need to get it together, but I really rather have these experiences than be like stressing about like retirement. I'm just like, what is that? But maybe that's not the right mindset. Whatever. Um, I'm replying 
to this tattoo I got last night. I can't wait to That's see crazy. it. That's crazy. What did you get? It's pretty fucking random. Um, I went to a sound festival and th- th- I basically was a part of an art installation where like the tattoo, if I can understand this correctly, one, it's very complicated and I was explaining this in Spanish, so it's even more complicated, but like <laughs> the this man was like adjusting sounds and then like, that's how the uh, um, machine was like moving. But then they also had like a list of kind of how they, what they were supposed to do. So like for, it was 12 minutes long. And like, first they would, we were supposed to do like a line. And then at some points they would do like little points, but it was all inspired by like the sound of the machine. So cool. So I was like, so it's random. What's yeah, on your body? So random. It's literally like lines and dots on my leg. Chelsea's, Chelsea's disturbed. Can I see it? <laughs> I really um, want to see it. I know it's wrapped up, but yeah. Okay. Well, hold on. All right. No, this is gonna get. This is gonna be weird. I'm gonna have to like take my pants off, and this is gonna go on YouTube. Okay. So oh, maybe the patrons. I'll show. I'll show you later. I'll show you later. Um. Yeah. My friends were like, "Are you?" are you seriously doing this? You, you, you don't even know what it is. You, you don't know these people. And I was like, I okay. have a fucking infinity symbol on my body. Like it can't get Ew, any worse. Than don't talk to why did we people. do that? I knew that was a bad <laughs> idea when we did it. I'm like, it can't get any worse than that. I hate I really, it. I really. And like, <laughs> I don't know. I find tattoos to just be like stories mm-hmm. more than anything. Like, sure. You want them to have like, meaning but I don't think you have to like think in depth about them for months and years and be like okay I'm doing it I feel like it's kind of like just a, a moment in time of your life like even though I hate that fucking infinity, infinity symbol, symbol I'm like well, that was your fucking at idea this time in my life I had these really close friends and this was the concept and Why whatever and that? I feel like I'm actually having a friend design something for me and I'm gonna like put something over it but like, yeah I heard that she was getting that shit covered up yeah. You didn't even tell me, nigga. I'm getting you, my shit You don't have the same tattoo. It's different. Listen, the other the other girl changed hers too. I'm like, I'm gonna still be out here with this damn infinity symbol. <gasps> who changed theirs? Baldy. She uh, added onto it. <laughs> I'm not, not calling Baldi. her bald because she don't got no hair, y'all. I'm not rude like that. She's bald. Yeah, but hers was actually very cool. Yeah, hers was cool as fuck. She changed it though to make it better. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's that's that. I'll show you guys the tattoo uh, when I don't have to the pull my pants off on yeah. on Zoom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So you ready? You ready, Chelsea? Go ahead. So I'm replying to YouTube. So I be I got on this like YouTube poll somehow. Yes, ma'am. Oh. I started, but like I don't watch random girls no. putting on their makeup like you guys. I watched like we don't do that. <laughs> we watch all kinds of things. I watch uh Blue Face Girls Club. Bitch. <laughs> Bitch. You fucking tried it. You then, tried it. <laughs> then I actually watched I watched that Wolf- too though, actually. <laughs> I knew you would. Um then I watched this show Will Smith has. It's called Best Shape of My Life. Um mm-hmm. he's like working out. He starts off at like 220 pounds and he has to get down, down 20 pounds in 20 weeks. But then you start like learning all this stuff about him. Like I didn't, I started crying during one of the episodes because they were talking about he was a child, trigger warning, 
who witnessed like domestic violence and that really freaked mm. me out like imagining a child seeing that mm. and then I watched Connie's drink champs and then I started watching Kevin Samuels interviewing Brittany Renna it was just a wild <laughs> YouTube randomness hole how do you feel about Kanye did you finish it it's so long I did so not long. finish it it was so long um but from what I saw he was drunk and his publicist will probably be very upset if he has one. I doubt it. He probably doesn't. <laughs> um, and Kim is probably like, yeah, I'm definitely divorcing this man who's kind of lost his Unwell. Yes. <laughs> My favorite line is the, that his home is, a, is his bag. Yes. That was the or, most privileged shit I ever fucking heard. I was heard. like, sir, what are you even saying? Uh, uh, but like also kind of cool that he's like, yeah, I go to Paris with nothing. And I stop by Balenciaga and they outfit me for four days. I'm right. Like, Great. That's but he's like, cool. I mean, that's the goal because they're trying to rip all these things away from us and the man. Da da da. Sir, you're rich as fuck. <laughs> that's why you can do that. What are you right. talking about? Like. Right. He's like, some people choose to be homeless. (laughs) What are you talking about? The thing is, like, some of the things he's saying make, like, some sense, but they're just so wrapped up in this, like, other delusional statements that it's like, oh, damn it. He he loses. Right. It's like, oh, okay, okay, Kanye. Oh, right. No, right. No, forget it. Forget it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that was that. That was YouTube. And then what I'm putting on red is the New York Times article that I told you guys to read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, they told me my free uh, reading was up. Oh, yeah. Oh, so the name of the article is, Do You Hide Your True Self While Dating? I think they changed the name because originally I think the name was something else. and they That shit was cringy. Um, like your Negro self or something? <laughs> no, I think, <laughs> I think it was like people change themselves when interracially dating. And I think they softened it a bit. Um, but I just want to, before we start talking about it, I want to read like a few screenshots that I took. Yes, Um, please. So the first thing is, oh, okay. So the general gist of the article, for those of you who have not been seeing it on social media, um, like the subtitle was like, when dating interracially, some, some black people say that code switching, a common practice of adapting the way they look, speak, or act in different social settings comes as second nature. Um, so some of the things that I wanted to, that I highlighted when I was reading it is the first one is hair. Isn't the only thing Miss Barnwell said she has toned down when getting to know someone who is not black. She won't play soul music, wears clothes that don't expose her curves and avoids using African-American vernacular English, commonly known as Ebonics in conversation. Mm. Another quote, Mr. Lamont, who said he, who said he mostly dates white men, later realized he code switches in other ways when meeting someone who isn't Black for the first time. Quote, when I'm going on a first date, I consciously no. put on clothes that make me appear to be a Don <laughs> Lemon type instead of a 50 Cent type. Girl, that's <laughs> when I lost it. That's when even, I lost it. <laughs> even though I own both types of clothing. What 50 Cent clothes you own? What does that mean? <laughs> Some G unit tank tops. Exactly. <laughs> be wearing tanks. suits. Whole oh, time. Right. does wear suits. Um, okay. Another quote: The greater the perceived. Okay. Okay. 
While a person of any race may adapt their authentic self to make a good impression on a date, this switch in behavior is often more prominent in interracial or inter-ethnic relationships. Quote, the greater the perceived distance, cultural difference, or racial difference between the two people involved, the more code switching is likely to occur, said Kathleen Gerson, a sociologist and professor at NYU. Okay, last, okay, second to last one. Um, this woman, they interviewed this woman from uh, New Orleans, and she said, oh. quote, my mom is in her 60s. Okay, no. She said her mother's use of Southern slang has also made her anxious about introducing her family to that of a prospective partner who isn't Black. Oh. This woman mostly dates white men, she says. Quote, my mom is in her late is in her 60s and old school from Mobile, Alabama, said Miss Westry. She feels comfortable in the way that she talks, and I would never want somebody to judge her intellect level or anything based on that because my mom's a smart nurse. Oh, my God. I just feel so bad for all the people in that damn article. They sound crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what? But is the article trying to say that this is a more common thing, or are these just people kind of on the extreme sides no they're saying it's more common when interracially dating to hide yourself um i get it like i could see that being a thing i thought there was one that was kind of nuanced where the guy who said he were he got 50 cent clothes said that he was asking for directions and that when he he asked a black person for directions and his voice changed and his white partner was like why did you just change your voice like he called him out on it and mimicked yeah and the mimicking part then i was like cringing again but it's interesting if we think about how we talk about black people code switching in the workplace and then it just happens like you just get Mm -hmm. around white people and your voice just goes up an octave or something I could see it like subconsciously happening when people are going or like dating somebody and that's crazy it's interesting we're going to talk later about passing in this episode but like is that type a type of yeah performance uh, you know mm-hmm. like when you're not you're not actually not yourself and you're in a relationship the whole time that's yeah really crazy yeah and I think I think the difference for me if, if comparing like workplace versus relationship it's like workplace that's kind of like a survival mechanism right like yeah. you want to be deemed quote-unquote professional we know blackness is not always aligned with professionalism as our society unfortunately sees it so like you know you don't things are changing now obviously but back in the day you wouldn't wear like your afro to a corporate job Mm -hmm. like you speak in your white voice quote unquote um but like (laughs) dating and relationship that's you're supposed to be your you're supposed to be able to bring your full self right that's That's your refuge yeah exactly so could not be me it's just making me think not related to the dating, but I have this white coworker who's always like, dope, dope. Or like people will be like, word when they're talking to me. And I'm like, why are you talking Ew. like this? <laughs> See, that's when you, you should literally say that. <laughs> there are people that would do that. But I think they, re- I think that's how they really talk. But oh. it's just like funny to me because like, I don't speak, like even when we're like keeping casual, like I might be like, I'll curse and like, you know, be very crass, but I'm never like, yeah, that's dope. Like <laughs> word, son. Um, you don't wait. Why don't you talk like that? Because I don't like, like that. We're in, yeah, we're, I'm not like friends with these people like that. Like I'm just like sounds good. I'm not like word. Like what oh my god, fuck? I be saying like, word. We're at work. I say word. <laughs> oh, well, you're well, also a word. bird. So 
word. <laughs> you talk to your mom like that too, yeah, I which I find so crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I don't. You'd be like, yeah, she was word. mad tight at me. And I was like, what's your problem? And I'm like, oh, who are you talking to? And you're like, my mom. I'm like, oh, see, no. <laughs> like, what? That's how it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's language. <laughs> yeah. Um, they also like quoted uh the souls of black folk which probably mm. you read in school mm-hmm. um Dubois or du Bois or Dubois, Dubois. Yes. I feel like you can say it multiple ways or so I I've been heard told. that as well somebody yeah. said yeah. that yeah yeah but um somebody <laughs> we all heard that somewhere. I guess we can't ask him what his how to say it but um a pic- he wrote in his book a peculiar sensation or he described this behavior of cold code switching he wrote a peculiar, a peculiar sensation, this double consciousness, this sense of always looking at oneself through the eyes of others, of measuring one's soul by the tape, by the tape of a world that looks on in amused contempt and pity. And that was he wrote that in 1903. And look at us in 2021, still acting stupid. I feel like we can unpack more of this when we get to the group chat and thinking about passing. But I do think a lot of these people like want to be accepted yes by their like interracial partners and so they feel they have to change themselves because they I guess have some concept or notion that mm-hmm. whatever however they speak how their this woman's mother speaks how they dress is like not good enough acceptable but then it's yeah. like I don't know we I feel like we can unpack that a little bit more but I, it's funny like because I've been in many an interracial relationship and I don't feel like I had to code switch, but I do remember one particular guy I used to sleep with who was like very bro-y, like I used to call him Wall Street. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I could tell our interactions were very different. I mean, oh, in a lot of ways, we were doing a lot of things that I shouldn't have been doing together. But, you know, it was like that that one particular one is one where I was like, hmm. I might have like leaned in a little bit into my trinity-ness more so with him than than with others. Mm-hmm. My thing about, because, you know, I've not been, not in any serious way, but like talk to white guys in the past. Um, that's a thing, right? But then it's a different thing to me, which was said in this article, like the woman saying, yeah, like I usually only date white guys. Like that's why. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's so weird. Yeah. Like, it was what is casual how they said only, it. Like, yeah, like, too. They're like, why? such and such who usually dates white men. Right. Like, like, who said they like to date white men? I don't know. It was interesting. Right. odd. How, right. Like, how does that happen? But right. I don't know. Like, I usually date black men. So, right. It's different if it's like, oh, who's in an interrelationship, interracial Currently. relationship? Like, yeah. okay, <laughs> it happened, whatever. But like, it's weird when it's like only dates or usually dates or likes to date. Or prefer is this the same date. girl who hides her? It was purse. like everybody in the damn article. Child. Yeah, oh, interesting. Wow. interesting. Then, a lot of self hating. She said she was like, I wore Birkenstocks on my first date with a white man, and I wouldn't, ne- I would never do that if I was with a non-white person. Why? Why? <laughs> why? Single. You have Birkenstocks. You're black, <laughs> and you wear them. So why you can't wear them in front of another black person? Right. I don't know. It's just like. Whoa, it was just black, really many just like wear Birkenstocks. Yes. I'm just like, I don't know that I'm wearing Birkenstocks on the first just date. On a date in yeah, general. but you wouldn't. But like that, it, like if I'm like a, a person that wears Birkenstocks, which I am, I'm gonna wear my Birkenstocks. First date, Birkenstocks. Maybe not first 
No, I'm not doing it on a first date with anyone, but I don't want to stereotype, but I'm imagining she's like a kind of like a crunchy kind of Mm -hmm. person. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So like wear your damn, be yourself. Exactly. (laughs) But this is all easier said than done. And I mean, it's a a beautiful thing that we are in a place that we can see like how that's, it's like sad. And we don't feel like we have to bend to those things. But there are people that do. The girl said she hid her hair from the man. And then was relieved when he immediately liked it. Yeah. I was like, she got that's his approval. Right. The white man approved. I used to hook up with this one guy my senior year, and I'll never forget it. I started wearing weaves, and the white boys was like, on me at school. I was like, whoa, <laughs> get out of here, Chad. But they were like, pressed. <laughs> they were pressed that everybody then started wanting to like take me to their formals and like take me oh out and I'll be, I'll be at these white boys houses and they'd have like their pledges over treating them like dogs talking all crazy being like go get her a bagel I was like yo I uh, get me out of here get me out of here I'm in the sunken place oh I gotta my get god. out oh my god that's crazy yeah it was pretty wild but like also like I feel like I don't know I feel like white guys that like date black women they don't give a shit about your afro like they like that he knows you're black <laughs> they, right you're black no he i think you. there's definitely a type that like fetishize a black woman like but with a white quote-unquote white look so like they want like oh, it's basically yeah. taking like the white barbie and just putting a darker skin tone on her so they're like ooh, I believe you know she's height. so exotic but like I believe that's, yeah, sure, a type. But, like, I also know plenty of white guys that, like, will, like, are if they're attracted to black women, they're attracted to the darkest skin, the most natural hair, like, the blackest black so woman you could find. <laughs> so, like, I'm just, I don't know. Yeah. It's just odd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My nigga black now, so I don't know about these problems and trials and tribulations. <laughs> Glenn, what are you leaving on write and reply this uh, week? So I'm going to reply to the students protesting at Howard. I was just in a YouTube poll myself watching these like freshman students being so like, it's actually inspiring how much they're like advocating for their experiences as students. They So basically, if, if you haven't heard, there's students protesting at Howard, protesting the, the, the state of like the dorms and the accommodations. There's like mold growing in the dorms. They're showing like leaks and flooding and it's just like unlivable. This one kid said that people are getting sick, being hospitalized, all this shit because of this condition of the dorm rooms. So students have been, yes, child, they have been sleeping outside in tents for For like the past. I've seen that, but I didn't know people were getting hospitalized. Like, are they trying to get sued? Like, what the fuck? Girl. And, you know, as a student at Howard, I saw a lot of interesting things myself. But we all just were like, oh, that's just how it is. You know, whatever. Just going along with it. And I think it's, like, really amazing that these students are standing up. Like, it's not, it's not cheap to go to that damn school. Mm-hmm. And the least they could have is a, a, a place that's livable. Um, and I don't know if you guys saw Felicia Rashad and Debbie Allen being mm-hmm. interviewed about it. Yeah, and what they say? Felicia tried to cut Felicia. she's out here wilding somebody needs to check on her um she's like i guess they were like so what do you think of what the students are doing and she's like well my thing is what happens when students speak up and then they are heard and then their uh issues are addressed but it's still not good enough that's what's happening right now 
No, 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 no. That doesn't even make sense. So what? <laughs> yeah. So I know you guys like to shit all over Clubhouse and <laughs> I do sometimes too, but Clubhouse actually had a really great room about this where students, recent Howard students, current Howard students were actually in there speaking. And it was so ridiculous, like all the issues that they spoke about. Mm-hmm. And it's also sad, right? Because Howard is definitely supposed to be like, if a not the, at least one of the mm-hmm. like best uh, HBCUs. So like that's supposed to be like the best we have, right? And then this girl was talking about how her and her sister got their acceptance letter two days before the first day of class. What? Which is crazy. Like I've never heard of that at my school. Oh my and God. And then, so they were talking about all the administrative issues. And then she was talking about then when we finally figured out, you know, how we're going to get a room on campus that we decide we really want to go there. They went there and there was like her and her sister like lived in the same room and they started developing like these black spots on their skin. (gasps) They realized it was from like the mold or like whatever they were inhaling. It was like an allergic reaction or just a reaction. Um, They told the school, she said there were roaches all over like the bedroom and like the ceiling would always leak. And like, Mm -mm. no one was helping them basically. Like they would call, uh, campus you know the people that are supposed to help them the adults in the situation and like no one was helping them finally they just moved off campus but like i don't know i don't know um, well, like another thing that i it- heard is that right now the students are you know shout out to the students don't want to um this is not meant to like talk down on what they're doing, but some adults were in the room and they were saying the students haven't made like clear demand. So that's one issue. Yeah. The other issue is their, um, their sit-in or tent-in or whatever it would be called is, um, is at Blackburn mm-hmm. building. And he said, traditionally when Howard students protest, it should be at the A building. Mm. Uh, because like basically the only thing in Blackburn he was saying is the cafe. The calf. Yeah. So, or the calf. And he said in the A building, that would basically stop people from doing their job. So that's oh, where they should have. Like, that's a good down. point. But, and he said he was been speaking to the, to the that's kids. The There's like one light skinned girl with like blonde locks. Who's kind of the leader. I forgot her name. Um, and, um, you know, he, he shared his ideas, but he's like, they don't really want to listen, which he's not hating on, like, shout out to them for doing this in Just the first place. active. Yeah. But like, you know, obviously, you know, they need guidance um, if they actually want stuff to get done. But there's actually an Instagram page that you can follow if you want to follow this story. Um, I'll find it. If you guys. Want yeah. To talk, I'll find I was going to say, come on, Miss Info. Miss Info. Miss Information. But so I have oh, a quick question. Is is it that? Well, okay. One, I know a lot of these like wealthier schools, typically whiter schools have the funds because they get so many like endowments and they're getting money Mm -hmm. from like their alumni. But do we also think like Howard's just like mismanaging money? Like the girl said that the the president is putting money in his pocket. So this is not new, right? So Mm -hmm. it's not, some people are blaming the president. Um, which in that room, I deciphered from the information they were sharing that that's not really a fair assessment since this isn't new. This has been happening since before this president. Mm-hmm. Um, but something that I did learn, and I, I took notes on this and I can't find it, but basically Howard signed a contract with a company and they're in charge of many of the um, uh, like army bases, mm. like 
in terms of like building management. Um, anyways, and in the contract, it basically basically says Howard has no right to like uh, say like when and w- when these repairs need to be done. Like it's, it's basically like they signed a very shitty contract. And I'm trying oh. to find the name of the company um, so we can call them. Oh, out. they're yeah. mixed up in some shit. So it's like the building management. The building management, which also, you know, does a lot of um, army bases, mm. is in charge of Howard's. Mm. And they're doing a piss poor job. But in the contract, there's nothing really Howard can do. Yeah. Which is one of the issues. I also think maybe, you know, alum need to be donating more. I, I mm-hmm. don't know. Um, I mean, shit is actually really wild, though, when you think about colleges, especially when they're built in typically like lower income communities. Like one of my dorms was previously like the projects, like everybody knew that everyone mm-hmm. was like, I'm not living there. And then meanwhile, like the because it was like outer campus, but then like the on campus, you're like living inside of a chapel. Like it, it was like very interesting. So like there's definitely funny business that I think starts to yeah. happen when like colleges start buying property, especially in these like lower income, less developed areas. And then this contract sounds very sus, like whatever they got themselves into. Yeah. It's the company starts with a C. I can't, can't seem to find it. I'll text, text my guy and see if he remembers. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your guy? You have like a, a car clubhouse friend. <laughs> no, my lover. Oh, oh okay uh, <laughs> it was like your clubhouse plug yeah exactly advice i mean i mean shit all that being said i'm gonna also just leave that shit on red the whole the whole situation but again yeah. celebrating the students that are standing up it's it's pretty dope it also had me thinking like damn this younger generation these gen z's gen z's right mm-hmm. they're just so i just love them you know it ain't all here. of them. Like, don't get gas off of them. Half of yeah. them are on TikTok all day. I was gonna say, like, we, we asked that in the chat we, in the in the clubhouse room. We were like, so are all the students very like supportive of this? And he was like, No. Like there's some kids who are like activists, and there are other kids who want to have their college experience, right? And rightfully so. Like, you can't hate on them for, for that either. But they're like, I'm still doing homecoming stuff, I'm still doing X, Y, and Z. Like I'm going to enjoy my college experience. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would definitely be doing homecoming. Glenn would be leaving the tent. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to be ready in the tent to go to the club. (laughs) Right. So it's not all of them. Um, The the Instagram page, if if you want to follow this, it's underscore the live movement. That's the Instagram page. The live movement. Okay. Um, Anybody have a hotline blinging? Do you, ma'am? What's going on with you? Uh, not re- I mean, I was just going to talk about this, like, it's not really a text, but an email that I got from this woman that I was helping, that facilitated this staff retreat that I planned and was, like, torturing my life for the past two weeks. She wrote me this, like, really beautiful email. The subject line was, like, Amazing Grace. And she was just saying <gasps> oh. that I have, like, so much grace and, like, she was like, I encounter so much um, uh, mediocrity in the corporate world, and you are the, at the complete opposite. You shine like a jewel. If <gasps> I could ever write you a recommendation letter, even if it's 10 years from now, please know that I would. Like, she was going on and so on and nice. on and on. It was so nice. And she was like, I'm sure you already know like how competent you are, but just in case, I had to make sure I uh, 
like she said something really interesting, like double clicked it or something. Um, and I, you know, I've talked about this in a past episode before that I've had these moments of like, uh, uh, what's it shit called? Like, uh, imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome mm-hmm. or I'll just be like, oh, wow. I'm actually like really good at shit. And I'm just always like surprised. And it's like, bitch, when are you going to stop being surprised and just know that you're popping? So it's just, you know, because the, the day-to-day when my job is, is like uh, hard and challenging, I have to just tell myself that uh, I got this because I always do. Um, so yeah, Correct. it's very nice to hear from that lady, you know. My hotline bring email. <laughs> Yeah. Anybody else? No. All right. Not that I can share here. (laughs) Okay. She's nasty. (laughs) My good sis. That's a black girl doing shit. Right. So black girl doing shit. I want to shout out Renata Sherlise. She is the founder of blackarchives.co, that Instagram page. You guys know it? You know it. Yes. I see it all the time. It's a great page. Literally, it's like an archive of black photos. Um, and something that I, I was, I'm working on a story right now that required me to do some archival research, um, like a black ar- piece of historical fucking archive. Sorry, I can't speak, <laughs> <laughs> but I found myself like sorting through photos of like black families on vacation. And it was like, mm. so interesting to me that a photo so simple of a family could be considered like a, a historical artifact. Mm-hmm. And when you look at some of these pictures, it's literally just like kids playing. I'm looking at a picture of like some ladies that like just stepping out to go to like a gala or something, posing, dancing, all these things are historic artifacts. And it's just like black people living and it's, it's really beautiful. I love this page. I'm oh so God. glad they're verified. I know. I know. That makes me very happy because you know, metaverse be playing (laughs) get your boy like this is a beautiful picture of like these two boys looking at a um a spider web and like that's an archival object you know it's just black people living literally what i love about her page too is like she's very specific usually about the locations she has a lot of detail and Mm -hmm. like oh it feels like you're looking at your family like i love that feeling actually yeah my dad called me about this not long ago like you heard this page black archives how does he know how to use ig (laughs) that is the question that is the question he was sending me pictures from it like i mean there's a picture of this woman getting her afro shaped up it's just yeah i love this page so much it's beautiful so dope it's a nice pocket on the internet can you say her name one one more time oh i found it you found it yeah renata charlise charlise yeah Yes. Oh, I'm on the New York. There's like a slide and it's New York. It's cool. So good. Yeah, it's a great page. And now a word from our sponsors. Hey, BGT listeners. Have you ever seen a vitamin water display at your local store? It's like walking into an actual rainbow. Is it just me or are the flavors of vitamin water insanely attractive? Plus with titles like Energy, Revive, Focus, Refresh, Essential, Power C, and Triple X, it's easy to pick a flavor to match your vibe. The real flex is flavor. Don't forget to check out the newest flavors, Gutsy Watermelon Peach and Look Blueberry Hibiscus. 
What's up, group chat? I'm so excited to put you on to one of my favorite podcasts. It's called For Colored Nerd. Now, I got into For Colored Nerds way back in like 2014. I loved the content. It was smart, funny, nuanced. And I also loved the hosts, Brittany Luce and Eric Eddings. They're both HU grads just like me. Go Bison. Now, Brittany and Eric went on to host The Nod on Quibi. You might have heard of it. But now they're bringing For Colored Nerds back. And you can expect nuanced conversations about Black culture. Like one week, they could be talking about Raising Canaan. And the next, they could be recontextualizing the legacies of early Black cinema gems. I know you're going to love it. So listen to For Colored Nerds now on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. The holiday season has begun and Sprite Winter Spice Cranberry is back. This year, the seasonal flavor comes without sugar too. Sprite Winter Spice Cranberry Zero Sugar is also available. Sprite Winter Spice Cranberry is the cool, crisp taste of the Sprite you love, refreshed with tart cranberry and warm spice blend for the perfect holiday season chair. Available now till December 31st or while supplies last. All right, y'all. It's time for the group chat. chat. All right. So, ladies, this week we are going to discuss the movie Passing, which Ooh, is... She's looking like she's pulling up some <laughs> documents. <laughs> Actually really intended to do a lot more <laughs> preparation, <laughs> but, you know. Um, uh, but yeah, Passing is out right now in theaters. It's also on Netflix. It was made by this um, white director named Rebecca Hall who you might know from the film um, Vicky Cristina Barcelona. She's oh, I the, love that. The dark-haired girl. Mm-hmm. I love that movie, too. Like, one of my favorite movies. She's British, which I didn't realize. Um, mm-hmm. And it was... And I'll get into, like, the passing itself, but I was just listening to an interview with her, and it was interesting to me because she read this book by Nella Larson called Passing, and it mm-hmm. made her reflect on her own family because people always thought that her mother... They used to call her mother exotic, and when she looked into her lineage, she had a grandfather who was passing as white and living in Detroit and like wild. Mm-hmm. When you see pictures of her mom, it's like, that lady is black. How did they not know? Like, You thought not- so? I looked up pictures of her and I- black to me. Wait, send me the pictures. Okay. I'm going to send Shut- you a picture. <laughs> We're going to get into it, right? Yeah. So if you're a patron, you know that. We have been debating, like, how do you look black? What's black? How, what, must you look, what must you look like to be black? Um, so anyway, so this book, Passing, by Nella Larson, she was an author. Um, she wrote two books. The first, another one was called Quicksand. She was, you know, on oh. the, in the Harlem Renaissance, and mm-hmm. she was a, a, a librarian and a nurse, and she didn't really get a lot of acclaim while she was alive, but later has been considered a premier novelist of the Harlem Renaissance and an important figure in American modernism. And Passing tells the story of these two friends um, who knew each other from Chicago, fell apart, or, you know, time. Um, their, their names are Irene and, oh, Irene and Claire. Claire. So Claire had a biracial father and uh, she was like orphaned. So her white aunts took her in. So she was like raised by white people. And then she decided she was going to start to pass, which means to pass as white. Um, She had, you know, Eurocentric features, light skin, and found it more advantageous to live as a white woman. 
Um, and then she runs into Rini, Irene at a restaurant where Irene is actually kind of passing in that moment, trying mm-hmm. to get away from the sun, trying to get a cool drink. And she goes into this place where she would not be allowed as a, as a black woman. Um, but she enters the space and they run into each other. And there's, there's this moment when they see each other that kind of Irene is like, cause Claire's calling out to her. Right. And Irene is like, I don't know you. Like, I feel like in that moment, she was afraid that she was being like, yeah, hot, you know, mm-hmm. but anyway, they reconnect. And then Claire kind of like upends Irene's life in this wild way. Right. Like she starts to, through Irene, Claire's getting access back to like blackness. Yes. But it's like a complicated dynamic between the two. So let's get into it. What were your uh, feelings about the film at large? Because we were talking in the group chat and the girls weren't loving it. Well, yeah, I, I think you guys liked it. But like overall, I thought the film was dry and boring um, <laughs> and just not what I expected. I expected it to be more about about passing. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. Or like what that process might have been like. Like, did they, you know, is it like every morning, like you put on like a lighter powder? Or mm. like, I don't know. Like, is it like yeah. constantly worrying that your edges are extra mm. straight? Or what, 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 I don't know. I wanted it to be more about the passing. Um, like, where just, was the 1920s edge control? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, was it, you know, did they have some CJ Walker in a bottle or something? And they scraped it back. I don't know. But anyways, I wanted it to be more like that. And it was was it like a about like a treacherous friend I I don't really know um but there was a scene that reminded me of our last Patreon where they were in like some dance club in Harlem and Mm -hmm. basically Rini says to her she's with her like white guy friend I forgot his name um and he's like you know that hot blonde over there you know she's beautiful da 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 and Rini's like she's not everything she may seem or whatever. Mm -hmm. And basically he realizes that that's a black woman passing. And he's like, how can you tell? And she's like, why are you talking to me? Like that's like a circus animal or something. Mm -hmm. And it really reminded me of our conversation. And she was just like, you can just tell, like I can just tell. And it reminded me of our conversation when you guys were like, well, how can you tell this person's black? And and like, how, like, what about them can you tell? And I was just like, you can just tell, like, you can just tell when someone, at least I can, I can tell when someone's black. Um, so that conversation was really interesting to me. Uh, oh, she said, when she's like, can you, we can all tell, stop making me feel like you're writing for National Geographic. When mm-hmm. he's like, well, what about her? Can you tell? And mm-hmm. that was like kind of the annoyance that I was feeling in that, in that Patreon episode, in that moment. Um, And then also it was interesting when, uh, or just seeing like a Black family depicted in that time period that was also like well-to-do, like they had Mm -hmm. a nice big house, he was a doctor, Um, they had a a maid who was dark-skinned. Dark-skinned, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and it was interesting when the husband kisses Rini and she's like, I like, he's like, I like my women dark referring to Rini as like dark that was also interesting to me oh that wasn't that is interesting yeah how dark is she actually right like she's I guess she's darker than Claire but like you have a whole maid that's like 10 shades darker right um right and then it was also interesting when when Rini's talking to her husband and she's like Claire's so beautiful and he's like I mean 
she'd be a particularly pretty for a white girl, but like for a black girl, she's nothing she, special. She's nothing special. And I thought that was interesting too. Cause I always say, I'm like, damn, if I were white, I'd probably be an A-list celebrity by now. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. You're calling out so many interesting scenes. Um, I want to get into that one in the dance club, but actually, okay. Actually before even that, so I was listening to this this episode of this other podcast called um, Pop Culture Happy Hour, and they were talking about. Oh, the, I need to listen to that. I need to listen to it because they were yeah. saying that one of the critics was like, "I couldn't get past the fact that both of those women don't even look white." So, like, I don't even believe that they would that they would ever pass for anything. Hmm. I don't know that I agree with that. Mm-hmm. You think because that- I don't think white people have the same like that thing that I was talking about. Like I can tell when someone's black. Like I don't know if white people. I, I've told you. I've been asked like, "What are you?" So many times. Like, right. but like to a black person, at least I would think. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I totally agree with that statement, but okay. Have you guys? If you past. look up, you can see photos of the film, but in color. Oh, and it's very interesting because you can see there's only a few shots, but the in color, Claire has blonde eyebrows hmm. and very blonde hair. And it's like interesting to see that. Oh, because um, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, what? Did, what does Shirley look those like? Pictures. Like I had to look oh, her up. Um, yeah, that looks like a white she looks woman. a little more white. Yeah, she does. Yeah. yeah I mean, they like definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that actually. Interesting. That's interesting. Huh. If if she had come up to you and just said, like, oh, I'm white, I wouldn't be like, no, you're not. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. And then like Tessa Thompson or Rini, you see definitely like makes an effort to like wear her little hat and like pull it down yeah I don't know if it's like she's trying to hide that's definitely a device features or whatever it may be even the way she wears her hair like it's always kind of covered and in this like chiffon style like with the little pins back so yeah they're they definitely I think are insinuating but it's kind of hard yeah with it being in black and white I was kind of like which it's now I'm thinking like that was probably the intention right but um, I heard the director saying, because I was looking at them like, well, I, I guess I, I entered the film already thinking like, they're not going to convince me that they could ever pass. Like it was in my brain. And then I'm like, how was this woman married to this white man this whole time? And he had no idea. But the director was saying like, that's just like the, that's his whiteness that he can't even consider that there would mm-hmm. even be a black woman trying to pass or like, mm-hmm. he just lives in his own sort of reality. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's a scene in the beginning when after they run into each other at the um, the restaurant, uh, Claire brings Irene up to meet her husband and they're just having a little kiki. He starts saying that he nicknames her Nig because her skin is getting darker as the years go, go on. And then he's like, she hates niggers. She won't even hire them. Da, 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 da. she doesn't even want them around her and of course that is because she doesn't want them to peep her mm-hmm. right um but there was something I also thought was interesting in that scene was how sort of like sexual and affectionate they were with each other um Claire and her husband 
And then you start to see that Irene and her man kind of have some tensions in their marriage. Like, doesn't seem like they've been getting it popping quite often. She seems pretty reserved. And I started to think about, like, this way that, like, white women, in media at least, have been, like, allowed to be more Mm. sexual and Mm. all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Just wondering if you guys picked up on that. And kind of, there was just these weird dynamics around relationships and the way that they could perform in relationships. I didn't think of it so much in like a racial sense of like distinguishing Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, this is her, this is how she's able to experience whiteness, but more so in them trying to differentiate between Claire being this very like free spirit because they constantly were trying to make her seem like this like woman who was so carefree and just like was living her life. But then at the same time was like trapped in this Mm -hmm. lie. Whereas Irene was like, technically living her truth but still not like there was a scene where um I think she's talking to Hugh the white guy and she's like well we're all passing yeah in some way and it definitely feels like she was kind of trying to navigate her own identity issues her wealth like a lot of different aspects of her life yeah yeah, yeah. like piggybacking off of that I've also thought I mean, I, 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 I could see how like Claire's whiteness, like kind of highlighted how she could be like this, like free, mm-hmm. free mm-hmm. woman in the, in the film. And, and she just had less to worry about, like mm-hmm. Irene or Rini, um, t- not wanting to talk about race to her sons, oh. um, kind of trying to shield them. Like, obviously uh, Claire doesn't have to think about that. Her child's like at some ritzy boarding school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Did you guys feel like Claire was trying to steal Rini's man? Something weird was going on there, child. <laughs> I watched yeah, it with they, my they, mom. They kept and alluding to that. I watched it with my mom and the whole time she was like, mm, that's why you got to watch some women when it comes to your man. Yeah. And it seemed like she was like going to let her too yeah was she was weird. like why don't you two go together or maybe she was testing him i don't know that was where the was i was like what's this point of this storyline what what are it you wasn't trying about to passing tell me and I've also heard that they had people some people viewed it as the two ladies as having like a little like homoerotic thing going on mm. who said that <laughs> yes if you want to put that in your mind, sure. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I, don't re- I didn't really pick up on that. that I much. interpreted it just as like, he's attracted to Claire's energy and, and personality and like kind of like vibrant, just her way of life. Whereas like, Rini was so like buttoned up and reserved and intense all the time. And so I think she also kind of was like, wow, I need to like loosen up a little bit. But I feel like the same reason she couldn't loosen up was that she was really lost. And like, I am able to walk through this world passing, but then I come home and I have this black husband and these black children. So she was just like in this weird mental space. And Claire was just like, la la la, like I'm having fun and wearing my furs and playing games with your children. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like even the relationship with the kids, like I was like, damn, these kids, my root to Irene. Right. And they're obsessed with Claire. And it was, I I could see how Irene would just be like frustrated. Like here I am morally. I'm more, 
you're a little more corrupt, right? You are uh-huh, lying right. to yourself, lying to your whole family. And like, yeah, I pass sometimes for convenience, but like in the broader scheme of life, I'm living life as a black woman. And yet somehow everyone's obsessed with you and you're like doing this like really bad thing. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I found it interesting to watch the way that Claire was like, just like traveling through their life. Like a, it was like a voy. It was kind of voyeuristic in a way. Mm-hmm. It was like, she was coming mm-hmm. back to herself, but also like pl- almost pr- playing pretend in her own, with her own people. Like there was one part she was like, God, I just miss being a- around black people. I miss mm-hmm. the way they laugh, the way they talk. Um, but it's like, there was no, like the way we talk, like there was no, like, com- there was not mm-hmm. a communal kind of way of looking at it. Um, so watching her like dance in those clubs was like fucking cringy to me. I felt her like chasing down black men, you know? But then they also showed Hugh's wife doing the same I thing, thought, exactly. which I think they were trying to intentionally show that dynamic. And then if you if you've read, I mean, they talk about this in tons of books, but Malcolm X particularly talks about this in his book, how like so many white people would come up to Harlem mm-hmm. to like party and like kind of like gaze at the black experience. Yep. And it was like all these white men who would have like these black prostitutes. And it was like always this kind of longing for that culture and I don't know if they said this in the film or if I saw this in like a little clip or YouTube video that I watched but um she definitely they say they always come back yeah that was what they said like was that in the film yeah yeah in the film they talked about how, and they also talked about how like white people come to Harlem just like to dance with them like that's so like I can't imagine like you have to just let all your culture go. <laughs> it's going to be really fucked up. And I apologize to the white people listening, but like <laughs> it, we just a little more lit, you know? So it's like, <laughs> damn, <laughs> now you, now you, you're not getting no yams. That's she talks about the food too. Yeah. She I'm like, like that's I a wrap. Real you're cooking. Not, you're not getting the yams. That sucks. You're, you're doing a, a fox trot maybe. Oh, bitch. Or like, you're not really getting it popping. My thing was like, for for what though? Like, it's not like you're in the South, right? Right. You could be in New York and still live a ritzy life. Mimi's doing it. Yeah, but Mimi's doing it. But her son's still getting called a nigger. Oh, true. Uh, yeah yeah and, and her- claire got pushed out of a window so okay <laughs> well okay did that it. was some weird shit Who that's did it? really weird for i me. didn't know so the, oh you think alert, did it it kind of i don't know i don't know it was hard I was to getting say. those vibes as well but like they were trying to like allude that it was her because something happened there was a quick hand movement and i thought <laughs> she was gonna say like swipe her out of the way i think she was trying to I was like, really? Now the bitch is dead. I was I was happy to see her go, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Damn, Glenn. Overall, though, also, though it, it 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 didn't to your point, Chelsea. I had the same thought, like, okay, so okay, this ain't really about passing in the way that I thought it would be. And then I was like, all right, well, now it's just a movie. And I think it's really beautifully shot and it's keeping me entertained. So here we go. And then the end, I was like really 
this is why I don't watch movies because y'all be doing this bullshit. I get to the end <laughs> for some shenanigans to happen. Right. I, I I want a movie about passing. I want to see the that. process. Not not only the process, but the experience. Like, I, I, what did I get from that to learn about passing? You barely not saw much. her and her husband interact. Like, yeah. when when did she go home and have to make him casserole? Like, I don't like. Or like, what, how does she, does she wrap her hair? Or is it just like a part of being able to pass mm. as you have super soft or like white ish so hair pillowcase scarf <laughs> bonnet mm. she had to upkeep mm. is that it a blonde. wig like right it looked like right. a wig yeah. her hair definitely wasn't blonde and her eyebrows weren't blonde so she was going and like touching it up all the time right or is she or is she naturally blonde i don't know yeah these are important questions hmm yeah. Hmm. How'd their kid come out? Well, remember she said she didn't want to have any more kids or something like that. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, Probably because she, she got she lucky. Was scared. Quote, yeah, she unquote, she with was the first one. Terrified. Yeah. Looking. Yep. I thought she, at first, I thought she was going to say because of the, the, the labor. And then she said because of the fear of them being dark. And I said, oh, my God, this is this is a lot. This is crazy. And interesting oh. how you hate it so much for yourself, but yet you have the ability to ability to love on someone else's black kids, you know, mm-hmm. but like you don't want it for yourself. I wonder if it was just her. Cause she says she was brought up in this like white with these white aunts or something that mm-hmm. were like super religious. It almost sounded like she was brought up in like a convent. I wonder if it was just like, she I'm assuming, I don't think that's true, but I think in the beginning, like she said some, I don't know what happened to her parents, but she said she was raised by these white, women or, aunts yeah, her or aunts. maybe white passing women who put in her mind like girl you, you go to pass, this you better you're it. gonna be yeah. white yeah That's i mean also true yeah this is not even closely related but like i've literally had people be like oh well you speak spanish like why don't you just tell people you're dominican or or puerto rican and i'm like <laughs> oh why my god would i because i'm not <laughs> why would i do that I've literally had people tell me that in high school. I was like, y'all niggas are so fucked up. You don't even know. Anti-blackness is real. Yeah. So, and if you're not in the right mindset, you could easily fall into that shit and then think it's going to be better. And then here you are trekking up to Harlem every day, getting pushed out of windows. Foolish. (laughs) just yeah i mean it's interesting she could have been a lot more bougie than she was in retrospect like she was really trying to be with the girls i was like she was pretty bougie down she was but she could have really been like on some like ill i'm not coming around or whatever shorty irene was like the uptight nose in the air one Um, i know she like didn't want to sit with uh zoo the um housekeeper that was she was very like zoo, interesting like take my bags mm. i was like hmm, interesting and claire and zoo were like kikiing yeah. and laughing and i was like all right what are you trying to tell me here like another layer of irene where it's like she's in the negro league right but she always on the phone with white man hugh and then she black elite hugh. right so it was very interesting. but like also remember claire is not this saint either like claire wouldn't even have sue in her house so it's right. like 
Very true. Very true. You, you've key keying, but you wouldn't have this woman in your home. That's true. We only get to we only get very small snippets of Claire's anti blackness mm-hmm. because we don't see her in that space. Right. Even though it's kind of right in your face. Right. But like they keep showing you her trying to reconnect with her blackness. So mm-hmm. when you juxtapose her and Irene, you're like, Irene, fuck is your problem? The whole time, Claire is literally she's committing the ultimate sin. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Like Irene is she's she is being black. Right. right. She's a bougie black. I still right. haven't talked spoken to my mom, but I meant to call my mom and ask her about the film and just ask her about our heritage because I have this great grandfather who like I'm like, wow, I wonder like what his experience was like or if people were would try to be like, you should try to pass. I should really call my grandfather because he would know. But like he married a dark skinned woman. He was not with the shits. He was like, uh uh-uh, uh, we're not playing these games. But I'm very curious to know like what that experience was like. Woo! For him, I wonder if that was like a. You think that was an intention? Definitely. Oh shit! He like That's hated what Malcolm X's mom did. Yeah, he hated that he was like fair and <gasps> had a lot of issues with all of that. Oh shit! But my yeah, I'm, I I wanted to call like my mom and grandpa That's after the wild. film and be like, "Can we talk about passing?" <laughs> They're gonna be like, "What is wrong?" With Oh my god! Actually, now I think about it, I'm, I'm like, I know that, that I could have had people in my family that passed. I remember a story of my great great grandmother was sitting on a train with my great grandmother and her her son or her brother. I mean, and she's my great grandmother would tell the story that the one of the people on the train came by, like, "Ma'am, you know, you don't have to sit in this in the Negro car. You can go to the other car." And she's like, mm-hmm. "Well, only if I could bring my Negro children with me." And the man was like. Hmm? <laughs> you just thought a white lady was just sitting with black, black kids, kids on the tree <laughs> like a creep <laughs> did you guys ever watch imitation of life yes Mm-mm. so it's basically this like black woman her daughter comes out super light like her daughter is able to pass and basically her daughter treats her like shit wants nothing to do with her yeah. like because so she's nasty. living her like white life um and she can't get you know obviously if people know that's her mother she you know is no longer able to pass right um very interesting movie i suggest you watch it um but i just google black people passing as white and like the pictures are so interesting oh my mother spent her life passing as white (gasps) oh yeah she looked white actually it's giving like my fair fair skin actress who refused to tell people she was black. Yo. Looking like um, that other actress. That's and there's things you can Kojo. do, right? To make yourself look even more white. You know? And there's things you can do to make yourself look even more black. Black. A la Rachel Dillazo. Right. Um, <laughs> I just, when I think about that, I, the idea of passing, like it literally puts a, family a chill depends. in my fucking spine. See, like I can see these people are black, but I also yeah. can definitely see how they could pass. Yeah, I mean, them, those those boys look Italian. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's always the go-to. Are they Italian? Right. Well, yeah, they're Italian. <laughs> Which, mm, depending on the time, that wouldn't have really helped you either. Yeah, exactly. Oh, this um, is Imitation of Life. Yeah, there was a oh, wait, scene no, in Imitation of Life. I don't know if it is. I don't think it is, actually. I feel like there's a scene or something, though, where, like, 
Is oh, it that the is mom is dying and she won't even come see her child? I mean, she won't even come see her mom. Yeah, the, it was sad. The, the mom was just like begging the girl to begging come her. back. Was it like, was so get away from me. Sad. It was so heartbreaking. <laughs> um, yeah, it was bad. But uh, shit, was I going to say something about? Oh yeah, the idea of pa- like it makes me nervous, right? Like it's like on one hand, people passed for safety. But then, right. like, you're never really safe. Like, you're living with this secret all the time. And, like, anybody could find out at any moment. But, but like, they're how also could they unless they kids. Yeah. How could they find out technically unless you, like, see their birth papers? Mm-hmm. To see, like, Negro. Because right. you could be like, yeah, I'm, like, I actually know someone who they really thought that they had never been with a white woman. And they slept with this girl. They thought she was just like light skin. Turns out she was a white woman, Jewish. Oh, shit. And they had no idea. They thought it was a light skin girl. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, I guess there was no reason that the girl had to say, hey, I'm Jewish. Right. But then like as this conversation went on after they had already hooked up, it turns out the girl was white. So wait. And he was like, what (laughs) the fuck? Was he bothered? Yeah, he was bothered. Um, it sound, I'm like, it's sounding like he was. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because he was like, is... you know, only black women. Mm. It's also so wild because if you think about it, the director like has black heritage, but yeah. he is a white woman. Yeah. Right. Because obviously when you pass, I would think you have white heritage. in a generation or two, the blackness is gone. It's gone. Yep. I mean, she's not going to pass and then get with a black person. Maybe what? She's a 30, a 36. Uh, I don't know how that break, breaks 36? down. Her grandfather was black, yeah. but white enough to pass. So, mm-hmm. like, I mean, yeah. See, now we get into the like one drop rule, right? Because right. Like, <laughs> are those people who were some people that were passing? Are they white? <laughs> like <laughs> they like seventy five kind of white, white. Or, as it is. <laughs> but like you can just des- can you just decide which way you gonna go? Here's this one shot. Chelsea starts getting Well, okay, we talk about this like when I look at No Shade, very lovely guest, like Robin Thicke's son. I'm like, oh, mm. that Charles white, right? He's a fourth black, but he can't just be white. Damn, he can't. That makes me, it makes me upset. But like, wait, what are you, what are the emotions that are you going through? I'm just like, you know, when someone's black and you know, when someone's white. So what is Robin Thicke's son? I don't know what he looks like. Send me a photo. He has blonde hair and blue eyes. Blue, bright blue There are black eyes. people with blonde hair and blue eyes, but send me a photo. Okay. I will send you, you You're pulling it up? Yeah. Hold on. Wait, I was like, I'm going to find it too. Robin so bad talk about this baby but i'm like sorry oh no come on now just oh it's taking a sweet time to send i'm showing it yeah he looks like uh light skin no he doesn't chelsea i mean he could he, he could definitely pass for sure I mean, how you do you got a little coffee in that milk? Uh, Chelsea. 
Okay, you're showing me his baby picture. This is how old he is. Babies look whiter in general. Shut Show up. me a. <laughs> no, they do. They do. You know how many girls used to be like, when I was a baby, I was light skinned. I know, I heard that. Like, that was- <laughs> who says that when you were a, a newborn? A lot. A lot of people say that. Even in certain cultures that are colorists, they're like, oh, check the ears because that's where you can see the actual color. But babies tend to be light skinned yes, or lighter than. By the time you like, Three, four, five. I feel like it's it has set in. No, no. Have you seen my baby pictures? I was very white. Say, <laughs> my toddler pictures. The same, no. No, my skin color was lighter. I'm definitely darker than I was than I was as a baby or a toddler. Listen, all I'm gonna say is this child. I'll show you again because you said he looked too young at that time. Here he goes again, standing tall. Older. <laughs> He's not a I said he looks, I said he definitely could pass. <laughs> but me, as a seasoned black person, I you can, can see. tell that he's black? Yeah. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can. How are you going to tell me? A seasoned black, seasoned person. black person. If I know that Charles' mother was Paula Patton, I would be like, so white. Child. I mean, Drake's baby looks a little white, Does. but. A little. <laughs> Don't get confused because they put cornrows on a child. Oh, God. That's See? why y'all got to be careful. Y'all want to, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, but anyways, well, I give well, the well. film two out of ten. Damn! I give that. it. I give I'm it like so a, a, a six out of ten. Like, don't expect to to Chelsea's point. Go in there and think you' about to get like the full Passing experience. experience. But I think it was beautifully shot. I love the music. music I love the New Yorkness of it. Like seeing them in Harlem and this brownstone. Like I don't know. Maybe it was more of like a connection to the film. Um, they over here talking about Oscars and things. Oh, mm-hmm. in interviews. Yep, yep, yep. I don't know about that. maybe for cinematography. Yes, yeah, cinematography was really good. I mean, they did they did act well. At first, I thought what's her face is overacting. Uh, yes, the acting was good, but I mean, there's so much you can do, you know, in the writing. I thought the writing <laughs> was pretty good, though. Like when you like really like you know, because we even in the, in talking about this, we had standout lines. That we remember. Mm. So I think that there was that'll was make it good. good. No, Where's the story. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was about like the the discussions that like the the subtlety of the like the conversations and shit. I don't know. I I think it was, you know, interesting for this woman to take her foray into directing. She was inspired by the book and her family history, and and that's that. Also, had no idea that the actress who plays Claire. Now I'm blanking on her name. I want to say her. Ruth Nega? Yeah, that's her name. Um she's yeah. she's half um Ethiopian and half British but grew up in Ireland or or half Irish and grew up in the UK. I was like, "Whoa, she's got very interesting and she's always playing these like she's in um God, the film about the the first interracial couple 
Mm. Oh, right. The loving. Yeah, yeah, loving. I'm like, okay, they be pulling her into they, these. They do. Uh, oh, she was she was born in Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. She's a Capricorn. Ethiopia. All right, guys. Um, yeah. um, one more question I had for y'all though. Did you hear like in the in the house that Irene lived in, there was like were her neighbors like making a lot of sounds? Like, did you peep that? No, it wasn't her neighbors, it was her children upstairs. Those her kids? <laughs> Okay, never mind. Where were you? Where, where were you going with this? No, okay, because there was a scene also where they're like in the backyard and somebody they're they're t- like she and Claire talking and somebody yells across the fence something to them and Claire's like, "Amen, child" or something. And I felt it was like her. I felt her like slipping into the like her blackness or something. But it kind of I, I don't know. To me, it kind of felt like Claire was living in this house. Irene, I'm sorry, was living in this house where like blackness was around her. She could hear it, but she wasn't like really engaging with it. Huh. I don't know. No, I think those I... were her kids. Okay, okay. And and I think in the scene you're talking about, Zoo yells back at her. Oh, that was Zoo. Like no. they they were talking oh, about Zoo. something, it was Zoo and yelling. Zoo goes inside. Oh, yeah. okay, 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 okay. But. Great observations. Uh, <laughs> I I just want someone to make a movie where it's like the girl, she grew up, she's kind of light skinned. She has a conversation with her family. Maybe one parent's like, we love you, but you need to try to pass, get a better life. And then the other parent's like, no, you got to stay true to who you are. And then we see her journey of passing or not. Mm. Sounds like something you can dabble in, Chelsea. Go get the uh, get the writers get and the great directors. One. Get it popping. Maybe I will. Oh, I think uh, this actress is going to play Josephine Baker. Oh, I could see that. I could definitely. She see looks that. just like her. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Which I wonder if at the time was Josephine Baker. I don't really know her story that well. Like, did she everyone was know she was pretty fair? Black? But they knew she was black because remember she put her foot in the pool, and that's when they they, they emptied the whole shit out and bleached it. Oh, that was, was her. Because yeah, I remember she was like her. in Europe most of her career, right? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that was her. I hope I'm not shit. lying. You know that also makes me think like, yeah, yeah, it's about also how other people perceive you, right? Because somebody could just think that somebody was white, and it it could be up to the person to to make the claim that like no don't get it twisted i'm a black person okay yeah like just, what's her name the one from thinking what they think the mom from black af what's her name rashida jones. Tracy ellis ross uh-huh rashida jones oh, no, rashida oh, jones. oh black af yes when she was on what show is it parks and rec that she's on anyways obviously in black af she's playing a biracial woman mm-hmm. but in her other shows a lot of the times i feel like it's implied or pers yeah implied that she is white really yeah in her other shows she don't in- was she in parks and rec i feel like she was and they didn't talk about her being black yeah she is in Par- parks and rec she does yeah. not i mean she don't look white to me at all but people mm. and you think like, the woman from in the heights does i don't think very white. i'm like don't i'm like don't mix me up with that i don't right because I, I know shawty thinks that woman looks white <laughs> okay so i'm still trying to figure out if josephine baker is in fact the woman with the pool i'm pretty sure it is but 
fun fact, there's a whole pool in Paris named after her. So if it is her, the irony of it all. Oh my God. I mean, that's pretty iconic. She don't look white. I mean, she don't look white. I was going to say, she doesn't look not, I don't know. She looks mixed. I don't know. What this would you do? Out. Okay, yeah. Time for the what would you what do? Would you do? Um, so I actually just wanted to talk about, oh, do you have one? I have one, but oh. if I have one, then we can save this oh, for I the next episode. Too. Oh, no, you guys go. Okay, well, we received a DM. Shall I read it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hi, ladies. Hope you're well. I love your show. And I have a question for what would you do? I lived in New York for about three years now. And after years of being back and forth to work for a year and inside for almost two, I'm ready to find my people and my man. Any advice for a COVID cautious girl who is looking to make friends and date? Where should I go? What should I do? Where are all the fine men? I hope this doesn't come across too thirsty. LOL. I'm tired of paying this high behind, not high behind, high behind rent and not enjoying the city. Mm. I appreciate your time and answers. Oh, after a year being back and forth for work for a year and inside for almost two. That's what she meant to say. She sent a correction. Okay, sis, what would you do, ladies? Um, well. I'm like, yeah, don't ask Glenn. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, you gotta I'm, go outside. And I do go out. But she said she said she's a COVID cautious gal. So I don't oh. know if it's more so that she's COVID cautious or she don't know where to go. The, I don't know. Right, because if it's just, if it's just like you're afraid of COVID, well, then unfortunately... I don't know what to say because you have to go outside. Right. And you have to like make out with people. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I would suggest, I mean, these are kind of Chelsea, things. why is that your face? That's a part of dating, is it not? No, not make like out activities. With people. Like especially maybe if you're like COVID cautious, so you don't want to like go to the club. Like, what are you what? You don't make out with people you go on dates with? What do you mean? What the fuck is that? Anyways, Glenn was in the middle of a sentence. Yeah. No, I'm starting to think about random people and that's so disgusting. Buying cap. (laughs) She's down on a cap and she's capping. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, actually, wait. Now I'm thinking, I don't think I could ever just like meet a person and start kissing them. I don't think I can meet a person and start kissing them, but maybe they walk you home and give you a good kiss or your after drinks. Now you captain, now you captain, Miss Mamas. I'm not saying when you first meet a person on a date, you're immediately making out with them. That's not what I'm talking about. Meet them in the club. No, I'm talking about on my first date with my ex. We went home, and then as I'm getting out of the Uber, he gave me a kiss. On my first date, we had sex. So then, okay. I thought you were saying like if you if she goes out and she just like meets a person in the bar. Yeah, I thought no, you meant I, like make out with them. someone in the bar. No, yeah, like dating, dating, okay. dating. Okay. Okay. As you're dating, okay. you will probably exchange bodily fluids with other people or be sure, very sure, close sure, to sure, them. Sure. Okay, yeah, I was saying like activities, you know, like little mixers or like I don't want to say paint and sip because that sounds like mad corny. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's, like, places that do, like, programming and stuff, right? Like, that place Lips Cafe, I feel like, does, like, little programming. Like, Wait, Lips the drag bar? No, 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 no. There's a place called Lips Cafe in in Brooklyn. Oh, it's newish, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they have, like, little events or, like, little talks or, like, you know, like, it's a little bit more intentional. A crowd is coming to talk to people, um, it's not like a loud ass club where you can Listen, actually. Listen, ma'am, like, I'm not gonna connection. lie to you. Like Glenn is telling you, going to a 
sipping seas or sipping paints or whatever, <laughs> um, I either recommend you dabble in apps, not necessarily because there's good things there, but you gotta like kiss a thousand frogs to maybe get a prince on there to just get out into dates. Yeah, but my biggest recommendation, honestly, is to tap your network, like see if somebody can introduce you to somebody who can introduce you to somebody because to be honest, my last few like actual solid people slash how I met my current guy were like through my friends. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, girl, maybe. That I think just go outside. Child. Lips Cafe does an insecure watch party, by the way. This is the kind of thing I'm saying, like activities, events, programming. I don't know if you're going to find your man at an insecure watch party. I was about to say, so, I was about to say way you? more harshly. I mean, Ain't you, no niggas Glenn, going would find... Watch party. Glenn, Why you not? would find your man there, but I would not find mine. So, depending on what, what you're you interested in. What? You could definitely find a... What? I'm no no guy I'm dating is going to team here. Yeah. Okay. Well, she's also looking for friends. Oh, oh, friends. Oh, yes. Friends. Correct. Absolutely. Okay. And then maybe those friends have somebody for you, girl. <laughs> That's true. Start, too. start building out the friend roster, maybe. And, and then, you know, they might right. bring other male friends around. Girl, no. so I need new friends. My damn self. I mean, you already know that you only hang out with gay men. I don't understand. <laughs> We talk about I'm this like, day. I don't have no out. friends that know no men at all. <laughs> what? Where? I tried to introduce you to I'm one. Single now, women friends. Now his and... new girl is coming to the Virgin Islands. Good for them. <laughs> it was not a match. <laughs> but I tried. I tapped my network for you. <laughs> so, sorry, girl. I feel like I didn't give no good advice. I also would say why don't you pay for the hinge i know people don't like to pay for it invest in your love life for a few months just pay for it i agree um, investing in the app you gotta pay for the extra good people on hinge too that's what i said yeah just pay yeah. for so a few pay, months and if it doesn't roses. work out but at least try it and, and um, it gets your dating pulse like you gotta you know get outside yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're serious about it, because I'm just on here, I match with people, I say hi, and then I stop talking to them. Bitch, because you're getting beat yeah, down you're... by somebody two days later. The fuck are you talking about? No, they just, nobody is very interesting. Yeah, like I'm just like, uh, just not into it. Like I mm. just don't see it. I don't. Well, best of luck, friend. Um, we might have a meetup. We might have some men yes. there. Yes, if we have one, you better come. Yeah, please. Um, okay, listeners, feel free to email us your what would you do at hello at blackgirlstexting.com. You can also DM us at blackgirlstexting on Instagram or tweet us at blackgirlstext1. Or you can go to our website and fill in like a little submit a note to us, blackgirlstexting.com. And also, if you want the real tea, I mean, the real chamomile, <laughs> I mean, the real green tea, the real ginger, oh. or a little bit of chai. Mm. you need to join the patreon so that's patreon at black girl sexting oh we also have youtube and don't forget to rate comment and subscribe mm-hmm. thank you thank you ma'am bye y'all bye Thanks again for listening to Black Girls Texting. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen and subscribe so you never miss an episode. 
O-O. And don't forget to text every group chat you're in and tell them to check us out. Follow your girls at Black Girls Texting, and we'll see you next week. Bye.